I go get regular cortisone shots on my left shoulder. And yep, as, as I thought, what used to last seven months is now lasting about five. Pretty soon it'll last about three. And then I'll just be in pain. It's going to be rad. I'm like, ah, yes, the meth addict's dilemma. Yeah, totally. <laughs> the, the eight ball you used to buy doesn't do it anymore. And then you get two eight balls. It's, uh, not, I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> the clock has started. Welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 192, recording on May 23rd, 2022. And my name is Zach Anderson. And this week we have more indies, Fall Guys, new PS Plus details, and more to do this. I have with me as always Shannon SPF Zero More. <laughs> That's true. I um, am horrible with sunscreen, and I got sunburned last Sunday, and I am still peeling as of today. It is gross, but also oddly satisfying. Uh, Boy, do I have stories about Shannon in Mexico for you guys. (laughs) I I have retold those stories uh, over the past week uh, to my new future in-laws, and they just, you know, they put their hand to their head, give me the Mm -hmm. Picard face palm. It's it's fine. Let me tell you, lobsters aren't the only thing that turn red when they're cooked. So uh, anyway, (laughs) I also have with me... Justin, 32 years fun, Carter. I know, it's your boy. I'm another year older. Um, Zach and Shannon were informing me of all the stuff I have to look forward to in the near distant future of my body just completely giving out on me. So I will look forward to that. (laughs) But as of right now, I'm still holding it together, you know? That's great. Uh, how are your how are your dirty thirties? You're like two years into it. Like are they are they dirty or are they just meh? Like they've been fun. Like really, like the only problem I ever really have is just my lower back on the side where I tore that muscle lifting my fat ass dog Sarah into the tub and I like <laughs> pulled something, but and sometimes that like flares up, but it's like really besides that, like I don't have any like other problems besides that can you still fall asleep on the floor and not wake up in abject pain in like some part of your body yeah i can like i mean i'll probably be a little sore and uncomfortable but i do i do have the innate ability that is one of my superpowers is being able to sleep literally anywhere (laughs) that's well that's that's why you don't drive right exactly i (laughs) i have fallen asleep behind the wheel i've fallen Mm -hmm. asleep at uh, concerts. I've fallen asleep, like propped up against the wall, like in the street. Like I can sleep pretty much anywhere. If I'm tired enough, my body just does like a windows update and we'll just <laughs> shut down. And no, like, do you want to restart later? It's like, no, this is happening now. And it's, uh, I'm like, okay. And I just have to accept it and pray that I'm going to live. <laughs> pray that I wake up. <laughs> pray that you don't wake up in a tub of ice with a kidney missing. 
Exactly. You're like, well, I'm losing consciousness. Maybe for the last time. We'll find out tomorrow. Yeah. I did have uh, something interesting happen. So yesterday I went to check the mail. And so uh-huh. we went to California not that long ago to get tattooed. And I forgot that we never paid the, the toll road stuff. Uh-huh. Like we never went onto the toll road website and got that taken care of. And so when I went to check the mail, there was a lovely letter from Toll Road, and I was like, oh, shit. And it, like, clicked that. I was like, oh, man, we never paid that. <laughs> and I opened it. Yeah, there was – we used it, like, six times or whatever. So there was the six different charges. It was $36, but because uh, we didn't pay it, mm-hmm. um, it was $310. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they – it was – it went from being about – three to six dollars a charge to about 60 bucks a piece because of Oof. the late fees and then they were Oof. like yeah you owe us 310 dollars by 615 if you don't pay by 615 it's gonna go up to and it was like 515 dollars wow <laughs> and i was like <laughs> and i showed it to <laughs> megan and she went onto the toll road website and created an account and Luckily, we only had to pay. They, we ended up only paying what we owed, so we paid like yeah, forty dollars. I, I was just about to say that. Like that's happened to me before, where uh, I was driving someone else's car and just assuming it was going to be on my my account, and it mm-hmm. wasn't. You know, like and and so I had to go back and and change it and all that. But it, I was going to tell you if you go before the date and just say, "Hey, this is the situation. I want to pay it." they'll they'll knock it back to the original price so yeah. and that's what yeah. was nice because yeah megan thought she had it on auto pay like whatever from the last mm-hmm. time when we went and apparently did not and i was like dude that's actually incredibly smart of them because that's all they want is their fucking money yeah and so that's an incredibly smart way to do it is to send a letter and be like here's this exorbitant amount or hear me out just go to the website <laughs> and they're like yeah sign up for it to then auto deduct so now they have your information now you're totally. locked into their ecosystem yeah and then they get their money which is what they wanted to begin with so they got what they wanted and then you think you got off slate free because you're like oh my god i owed 300 something dollars i only had to pay the 40 that's awesome and they're like well it was always 40 but we got you to pay it <laughs> gotcha bitch yeah got totally ah uh, yes california they, they find new and inventive ways of taking your money on the regular. No state like the Golden State. Let me tell and then you. they don't do shit with it. Oh, you don't love driving over potholes? Because let me tell you, I, I drive over some potholes. Um, but yes, enough about California infrastructure. Uh, let's get into some other topics like, you know, you know, we're being way too negative. We're being, I feel like we need some positivity. Justin... <laughs> Can you tell us about the Wholesome Direct? Dude, I can. I'm excited. So coming on June 11th, we're getting another Wholesome Direct. We've had, I think, two prior Mm -hmm. to this one. Um, They're very much in, like, the same kind of vein as, like, the Indie World Directs and stuff. But it's not just Nintendo. But it's all indie games. And there's a big focus on it's usually, like, you know, very cute, chill positive vibe games there's no run and gun like yeah ladder house it's like <laughs> there's no no, no murder si- no murder simulators yes, around the dog yeah no yes. yeah no murder simulator a lot of cute fun games um so it's coming june 11th uh they've dropped like name dropped like a couple of the games and stuff that are gonna be in you know, like coffee talk 
uh, episode two is one that they're going to show, even though it's not really coming out until next year. Did you guys play the first one? It's always uh, been one I've wanted to try, but I never no. tried it. So that's the thing. I have it on Steam. And, I have and it's it on in- Switch, too, right? Yeah, and I have it yeah. installed. I just haven't played it yet. But I've heard, I know people who have played it, and I've heard great things about it. Which is why Same. Same. I, yeah. which is why I already have the second one added to my wish list on Steam, even though I haven't mm. played the first. Because I'm like, I'm assuming it's going to be good, and I'm going to play it at some point. But um, there's also they showed Mail Time, which is a cottage core <laughs> delivery adventure <laughs> game with a glider. So I'm excited to see what cottage core is. I, I just like the name cottage core. Like yeah. it makes me think of like you know some random hardcore band that's playing. Yeah, it's like, and, like yeah. some weird like subgenre of like metal that only like a handful of people know. <laughs> and it and it's all about like you know Hobbiton or something. You know, like it's like yeah cottages. <laughs> let's do this. Exactly. So we're gonna be seeing a lot of cute indie games that I'm assuming usually when they do it they do the Nintendo thing where there's like a handful of them that come out that day. And then there's ones that they show for kind of like this year. And then I guarantee you, we're probably going to see a lot of them that you're not going to see again until next year. Mm. The uh, cool. the one game that was on this list that I have played the demo of and would recommend to a lot of people is Terra Nil. And um, the... It's kind of an RTS, but it's an RTS where it's essentially you're, you're given like a barren landscape. And they'll be like, you know, you've got to put wind generators up. And with the wind generators, you can bring like water pumps into the area. And once you got water pumps going, you can start growing vegetation. It's kind of like returning oh, these yeah, big yeah. barren landscapes into like lush green forests again. And then like bees show up and deer show up and fish start coming back. And it's like, it's super cool. And the demo is free right now on Steam. I highly recommend people playing yeah, it. I'm watching the trailer and I'm like, oh, I remember this because it's published by Devolver. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it uh, it, it's I've played the demo multiple times. It's really a relaxing game. It's very fun, um, but perfect also wholesome direct. yeah, per- perfect wholesome direct title. But the thing I, that's exciting me about this is it's been the demo's been up for like a year, but the game date has been just ETA. We'll let you know when it's coming for just as long. There's been no hints or clues of like, hey, this game is dropping. Yeah, 1.0 at any point. And so I'm hoping now we get, you know, on the 11th, we actually get a date for that game. Like, because I would love to play the whole game of that. Dude, that's going to be the one of the ones that's like out now. And you're going to be like, yes. Hell yeah, I will. I totally will. Might It might get me stopping uh, playing Power Wash Simulator. We'll find out. You, know? you take that back. I mean, Nothing will get you to stop playing that. Okay, game. Okay, we're talking in hyperbole, but you know, I, I, <laughs> we can we can we can say these things. Um, but yeah, anything else on there jump out to you? Um, I like I. There's like some I know in the little game trailer mm-hmm. thing and stuff like that they showed. I know there's some that like there's a couple that kind of look like unpacking. Um, there's some that I've seen before that kind of have like the. I know there's like the paper like paper style kind of like paper mario-esque um like looking one i can't remember what it's called but i'm hoping is that the that, is that the snufkin one that might i think that might actually be the yeah. snufkin one uh 
Like yeah, that yeah, that's one of them that has yeah, like that. Yeah. I like that kind of like paperish looking kind of where it's like two D, but it's like three D mm-hmm. at the same time kind of environment. It has like a really nice art style. Uh, kind of reminds me of that one game, uh, Cardo or whatever. Oh uh, yeah, was on. that was a cool game. Kinda, yeah, that was a cool little puzzle game and stuff. Which I think I ne- Cardo was also on the wholesome one of the wholesome yeah. directs. I never finished that one though. Like that Neither was, that was one of those where like I got the puzzle mechanic and was like, Oh, that's really fun. That's really neat. And then like, as soon as it got kind of difficult, I'm like, eh, I got stuck and I think I couldn't mm-hmm. figure out what to do next. And then I just never figured it out. Yeah, me too. I think it was just like, I could look this up or I could just say that was fun and move on. Let it go. Yeah. So, well, shall we talk about, uh, another huge release potentially this summer june 21st a little game called fall guys is going back it's going free to play and it's coming to switch and xbox which i think is a big deal so didn't it didn't it come out on playstation as a free to play initially yeah well it was a playstation plus game originally okay Okay. So it was never free on the PlayStation, but it was PlayStation Plus, and that's how they built that big. It's kind of like Rocket League. That's how they built that big user base, mm-hmm, and that's why I play it on, or my kids play it on the PlayStation still because mm-hmm. that's where I own it. Um, but you know, them adding, uh, becoming, you know, Epic owns owns them now, so I imagine we'll be seeing the same Fortnite based system of like get your Epic account associated with it and then you'll be able to play multiple people across platforms and all that stuff because they're saying it's going to be cross-platform play and all that and they do have like squads now in the game which they hadn't before so i i'm enjoying gonna enjoy that because uh guys the fights in my house over whose turn (laughs) it is to play fall guys is real and uh, it's going to be great to be like oh you both can play one of you plays on the switch one of you plays on the tv let's go you know, and that that's going to make my life a lot better. I'm really, and they can play together. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's just kind of poopy that right now it's on sale in the uh, switch store in the, the, the eShop for like 24 99. I think that's kind of like dirty politics. If you know, it's going to be free soon, like quit trying to scam people out of their money before you're going to roll that thing out as a free to play game. Well, and they're supposedly going to offer people a bunch of, uh, like a, a basically like hey you bought this before pack you know of mm-hmm. of cosmetics and stuff mm-hmm. but so maybe but they also haven't said what that is i don't think so it's kind of like a gamble to buy it and be like do i get over 25 dollars worth of crap for buying this you know mm-hmm. um i saw zach posted that they're gonna have those godzilla skins yeah and i was like yeah. that, mecha, that mecha godzilla one i'm like man the King Ghidorah Let's... one is pretty smooth. I'm not gonna lie. The King Ghidorah is pretty rad. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell myself that I'm buying it for my son. I'm, I'm gonna be buying it for me. <laughs> I'm, just... I'm pretty sure that they played that game enough to where you have the enough in-game currency to maybe buy it without shelling out actual cash. Maybe, maybe. Every now and then, I'll check in and like see that they've blown it all on some random bullshit, and I'm like, oh well, okay. As long as they're not charging my credit card, I don't really care. You earned it. Totally. They also haven't played it in a few months. Like Rocket League took over there for a little while, and they had a. Now it's been Switch Sports, so there's been 
there's been there's been rivals to the throne for a while hmm. around where where it used to be nothing but fall guys. Mm. Yep. But well, I, I'm I'm projecting a big uh, summer renaissance in this house once they can play together. Yeah. It's going to be on and popping, as the kids say. I mean, once the switch is over, I'd be down. I know we all played before. I'd be down to play again once yeah, it yeah. goes. We'd check it out. I want. I wonder. I want to see how well it runs on the switch. That's like my. Totally. I'm interested. I mean, I know it's already on the switch and stuff, but with cross, like being cross platform, like if you're playing with someone on PS5 and you're on a switch, are you inherently at a disadvantage <laughs> because you're on the switch? Kind of like with Fortnite, where it caps out at 30 frames, you know, on the switch. Whereas other people are like playing with it, like overclocked at like 200 (laughs) FPS on their 4k TV and their modded Xbox one controller where they just wiggle their pinky and it shoots off like an entire clip. But the, uh, the thing is like, you know, rest of that aside, 30, 30 frame rate might be okay in a handheld mode switch version, you know, Mm -hmm. on a screen that small. So I'd be more worried about just all the chaos, like pop in and, you know, random obstacles not showing up or being clean, like easily, you know, seen when you're trying to get through the obstacle course. You go to do a jump and everything just freezes for like three seconds. And then when it unfreezes, you're like launched halfway <laughs> off the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, regardless, it's still fall guys, but I'm, I'm excited that it's just coming. It's coming back and hopefully they can build on it. If they could cut down the load times, on mm-hmm. it that would be amazing because well, i don't know if the load time is because there's just not a lot of people playing it right now and you have to find a group of i mean you know, maybe a solid room of people to play but my, i mean my my problem happens when it's like once the game starts and you're going between rounds it's like why mm-hmm. is that taking 30 seconds you know like that's just it seems egregious yeah yeah because like you well, said at that point you have your player base you know mm-hmm. that's true i don't know We'll see. Hopefully they do something to, to fix that. Yeah. Um, but speaking of uh, of new and changing platforms, can we talk about PlayStation Plus? I guess. So I, I know Shannon's been really excited for, uh, for the new and improved PlayStation Plus, which mm. is going to be rolling in PlayStation Now. Uh, and uh, it's what, what, what is it? It's, it's if you have... They're not basically not changing existing PlayStation Plus at all, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. if you want to play, pay for the premium, you now get uh, a a library of games for PlayStation Four and Five games. And let's be honest, it's like five PlayStation Five games. But um, and then you also get some PlayStation One and PSP games, some uh, PlayStation Classic remasters. And you can stream PlayStation 3 games. Uh, only a handful, by the way, of those. Um, <laughs> and none of them are Heavenly Sword, Shannon. I love yeah. it. Damn! It, it's not the most impressive list. I mean, I, I suppose if you are new to the PlayStation ecosystem, it's a good list. But I mean, let's be honest. Like, who hasn't bought and paid for all these games probably multiple times at this point? You know, like who doesn't have Bloodborne? Who doesn't have you know God of War or so? 
so it's like or you know any of these games at this point that's that's my thing is the so the list of games and stuff it's like a lot of them a are ones that when the ps5 came out you know they had the playstation collection thing Mm -hmm. with the 30 most of them are like yeah bloodborne was on that list days gone was on that list Demon souls playstation 5 and they have it listed under ps3 as well like it's the same game (laughs) destruction all-stars it's like who fucking cares ghost of shishima that was on playstation plus last month god of war same it's like horizon i think horizon was part of the playstation collection same with little big planet 3 and so it's like most of these it's like they just took what they already had and like bundled it under something else and then it's like the classic remasters, you know, there's like the Borderlands, the Handsome Collection, Bioshock Remastered, Bulletstorm, Full Clip. Those are all games that came out like three or collections that came out like three or four years ago. Well, yeah, I don't understand it because like Ape Escape 2 and I'm like, OK, yeah, that's a PlayStation classic. And then, yeah, yeah. Bioshock Remastered. And it's like, dude, that was like a 360. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. Like, not even play like original PlayStation or anything. Lego Harry Potter is super random. Like super <laughs> random. I don't, it's, I mean, and sure you have to hold some stuff back, I guess. So you can add stuff and make people excited about it. I just, I don't know. I mean, and granted there's a lot on game pass also that I have zero interest in, but it's like when you're loading up with like, Hey, this is the reason you're going to pay $120 a year. No, I'm not. There's really <laughs> nothing on there. It's like, yeah, give me that for 120 bucks. Well, and it's just weird to me, too. Like like you said, with the selection, like, yeah, Lego Harry Potter is really weird. Like, to me, though, for the PlayStation 3 games, it's like, okay, all the infamous games makes perfect yeah. sense, belongs there. But then they only have Resistance 3. Yeah. Like, why not weird. the other two Resistance games? <laughs> like, why only the third one? Well, and, like, they no own one... That, and they own that studio now, so it's not like that could be held up in some weird rights thing, right? Well, like... yeah, and it's just weird because it's like, if you're trying to bring, like, people who've never played Resistance into it, like, why the fuck do you just have three? Like, you would want at least the first one on there, then, to get them into it. Yeah. But they're like, no, we're just going to start you off on three. And if you want to play the other two, then too bad, so sad. They're have not fun, on there have yet. Have fun buying them on eBay, I guess. Like, yeah. what? Like, yeah. I, I am pretty surprised, though, that Guardians of the Galaxy made it into the premium like section like mm-hmm. has that game really fallen that far from grace in it in like six months <laughs> to where i mean it's on game pass too so i yeah. don't know i don't know it's just weird but yeah it's it's a weird conglomerate of games that people have probably already played i mean yeah it's Shannon, great, you can get medieval <laughs> awesome oh, <laughs> also for the streaming game shannon there there is lost planet 2 but only lost planet 2 <laughs> Isn't what? that the worst one? Uh, three is pretty bad, but the best one, which is the first one, which is to, to the resistance point where you think you'd start. Nope. Nope. That's not there. Right. No, but fears on there. Fears a good game. I would, I would a good stream game. fear. Yeah. I'm surprised they actually have the first one. It's not fear three or something like that. <laughs> like, but like keep up with the thing. No, it should be fear two. So then they have resistance three fear two. Let's <laughs> play it too. <laughs> Oh boy! I did, yeah. like the, I did like the Fear series, though. That was mm-hmm. that was a great series. It was. It was. What was weird. the? Uh, who's the the evil ghost lady in that? Alma. That uh, yeah, that sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah. Yeah, where she like has her way with you, and then you have to like fight your demon baby. 
Yep. And she's to in the first game. She's totally not uh, Samara from the ring. Absolutely <laughs> not. Why would you even think it? Um, though the one game on the list I would say people should play is Concrete Genie. That game rules. Like I know, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, that, you ever play that, Justin? You ever play Concrete Genie? I don't even think I've heard of it. Oh, you should you should play that. That game is a hundred percent your jam. Like. I was like, like a thousand percent. Looking it up now. Okay, yeah. Looking at the art style and so, oh wait wait wait, I remember you talking about this. Mm-hmm. You told you played this and you told me when you played it, you were like, "This is right." And I saw it then, and I was like, "Yeah, this does look like something I would play." It is. You should. Yes, yes, it does look very familiar. Now that I'm looking at the screenshots from it, I remember you playing it and recommending it. Well, when you one day update your uh, PlayStation Plus account, <laughs> it'll be there for you. All right. I, I want to say I got my. You might you might have it actually because I grabbed it. I do the monthly grab the PlayStation Plus games mm-hmm. every every month, so that was one of them. Like way back when, you should check. You might yeah, own it. It's already. probably yeah. It's probably buried in the library somewhere. <laughs> it was. It's crazy because uh, between. PlayStation Plus and Games with Gold. Like, granted, I haven't done the Games with Gold thing since Game Pass came out. But between those two, I want to say I have, like, 600 games that I, like, quote-unquote own, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> it's like I've played maybe maybe 100 of them over the years, you know? But, but every month I'm grabbing them because, damn it, I paid for it. Um. Speaking of games I paid for that I loved, uh, let's talk. Let's talk about the evolution of Steam World, you guys. Hell yeah, let's do it. Because uh, according to Destructoid.com, they posted a story uh, saying Steam World has plans for a city builder, a puzzle game, and a tactical shooter. Uh, they're they've already made the shooter known as Headhunter, um, and it's a uh, Thunderful, by the way, who makes the steam world series. Um, and according to Thunderful's group report, uh, reading from the story, sorry, uh, the steam world headhunter is on deck for 2023. And there are three other titles on the way, a steam world puzzle game codenamed strawberry for mobile, a steam world city builder codenamed coffee for PC and console and a steam world turn based tactical shooter slash strategy called caramel for 2024 on PC console and mobile. And wow. I am super on board for literally all of it. Yes. Give me the shooter. Give me the city. But I want the city builder. I loved, I would love to see their take on a city builder like that. I, you know, me, you know, I love my RTS bullshit. Like that, that seems like my kind of, my kind of crap right there. So, uh, Justin, what, what jumps out at you? I mean, like, I'm excited for, like, I wish the puzzle game was also coming out on console and stuff. I, I mean, because mm-hmm. I don't really play a lot of mobile stuff, but I'll definitely, you know, I Steam World gets a flyer from me no matter what, just because their games are so good. But surprisingly, I'm really interested in this uh, tactical shooter. I'm not normally one for shooter stuff, but mm-hmm. the fact that they're saying that, you know, it's like a, a body-swapping robot cowboy adventure yeah yeah it's like uh yeah that sounds 
all those words put together sound very <laughs> and interesting. So I'll, I'll, the combination of those words has yeah. Justin very excited. What about um, you, Shannon? Since Shannon, uh, before the podcast, uh, made it a point that he is the original fan of SteamWorld <laughs> Dig and that yeah. he, they got Zach into it. Uh, no, SteamWorld Dig 2. Yeah, SteamWorld Dig super fan, Shannon Moore. Shannon, we're going <laughs> to you live. <laughs> I I will say that I am excited for two of the three. I'm not too much uh, a city builder um aficionado if you will mm-hmm. um the puzzle game um definitely strikes my fancy and the shooter is definitely the one that i'm uh the most excited for uh if it especially if it's anything like the uh, mario rabbits game um kind of in that like vein but with like mm-hmm. head swapping and, and body swapping i think that would be a pretty cool kind of uh scenario mm-hmm. um and with their storytelling and the the quips and the the humor that they put into all of their their games i would be you know, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be disappointed with anything that I pick up from them. So I'm looking forward to all of it. I'm just kind of bummed that I have to wait until like 2024 for uh, the the shooter to come out. <laughs> did you did you ever play Headlander? Yes, I did. Yeah, that, that's for, kind of what your makes request. Me, I did. That it's, it kind of what makes me think of a little bit with the like body swapping when they say that type of mechanic, you know? Yeah. I just hope it's done better than Headlander because Headlander was good, but like towards the like later half of the game, it got pretty crazy. Um, And I, yeah, Headlander was a super neat idea and not the best execution of that. Yeah. I felt the, uh, I felt the cursor was a little loose, uh, especially if you were playing without a mouse, if you were playing like on a, on a console, sure. It kind of got out of control and was a little loose, but uh, if they could rein that in, uh, that would be fun. That'd be super cool. So, um, I'm I'm just excited. I hope. I mean, they've never reached the heights of SteamWorld Dig Two again, mm-hmm. but I know they've got it in them. Like I'm super on board for it. So, well, that that turn-based card game that they they had was uh-huh. was fun. I played the hell out of that game. It was. It was. And but, uh, the SteamWorld Heist was pretty fun too. So I don't. Hmm, did I ever play Heist? Was that the like XCOM-ish one? Uh, the heist, yeah, with yeah. The, where you're on the ship and there's the robot with the guns, and you can uh, like okay, point yeah. and position yourself on the ship and stuff. Yeah, yeah you could ricochet the bullets and stuff. It was it was kind of fun. I don't think I ever played that one. Maybe mm-hmm. I should see if that's on sale somewhere. Yeah, you could yeah, probably find that for cheap. Okay, that'd probably be a good Switch game. If mm-hmm. else. I played it on the Switch and I enjoyed it. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Well, that's all the news I've got on my screen. You guys have anything else to talk about? Well, I thought there was a funny story that came up this week. Um, it was uh, another Activision debacle. Um, <laughs> Hearthstone uh, was in the news this week because they're getting sued um, because uh, a dad in Arizona realized that his son had uh, racked up about $400 in uh, purchases on Hearthstone because Ooh. he was buying packs trying to get the legendary cards. And nowhere on Hearthstone's um, like screen when it's when you're making these purchases did it say anything about the percentages of being able to get these uh, cards through the card packs. 
Um, so his son just kept buying him, um, not knowing that his dad's uh, credit card was attached to the account. Um, oh, so um, the dad, you know, rightfully was upset and Activision wasn't giving him his money back. So he sued Activision um, saying that the uh, practices were predatory on kids because they don't understand um, gambling mechanics and percentages. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, just thought that was kind of funny because Activision, once again, is getting sued for something. And it wouldn't be the first time that they've gotten in trouble over loot box mechanics. Yeah, that's true. So pretty, pretty ballsy when you think about it, because there's a reason all those things changed in the overwatches of the world mm-hmm. was because they did get sued and lost. <laughs> so it's pretty, pretty ballsy. That they'd be like, no, no, no. We'll just keep that train rolling on Hearthstone. It's like, mm, will you? Will you? Yeah. I thought it was kind of funny, too. They were like, no, we're going to roll the dice. We're not going to give you your money back or anything like yeah. that. We're just going to let this let these chips fall where they may. And now they got another class action lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, so, so how much money are you spending when you could have just been like, yeah, we get it. Here's 400 bucks and we'll delete the cards yeah. and, and call it a day. Yeah, we'll lock uh, that account down. <laughs> yeah. Like seem seemed like that would have been a much cheaper way to go in the mm-hmm. long run. Yeah, they're uh, like, what lawyers do we have left to fight this battle? <laughs> right. Uh, but spe- all tied up at Blizzard. <laughs> right. Spe- speaking of Hearthstone, though, uh, Justin, did you see the Marvel Snap announcement? Oh, yeah, I, I, did. I did not. I don't oh. even know what that is. Dude, I, oh. saw the, I saw that announcement, and the minute I saw that it was not out yet, um, I went to the App Store on my phone to see if I could um, get in on like an, a demo or early access mm. or whatever, and it's not even on the, the Apple App Store yet, so... Yeah, so it's it's the uh, it's the first game from Second Dinner, which is a studio founded by Hearthstone devs, um, and it's a game where it takes Marvel superheroes. I guess it's supposed to have like uh, over a hundred hundred fifty cards, and in a very Magic or Hearthstone type way, they've got an offense number, defense number. The difference with this one is you're supposed to be able to play. Uh, like everyone plays simultaneously and it's like the games are supposed to games are supposed to be like a max of six turns. So the games are supposed to go real fast and, and it's one of those, like I'm, I'm curious to see how it goes and the, the art on the cards look rad. They remind me of kind of the like early nineties Marvel collecting or trading cards, not like the, uh, not game cards, but the ones that were like, you know, baseball cards, but for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, it just looks like pretty fun. Like, I'm hoping it's cool. Like, I'm hoping it's not insanely predatory and it's uh, packs and whatnot, because it looks like something I would have fun with. Like Shannon said, it looks like something I would have on a phone and play the hell out of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it seemed it seemed pretty cool. Like they had they, they had a mix of art style, so it seemed kind of comic booky ish, but it also kind of seemed like it had that like that was it the chibi like style like Galact- pop, mm-hmm. yeah when like galactus walks on the screen like you're like oh that dude's hella huge and then when like the light shines on him and he's like this small like little cartoonized like version of himself you're just like oh that's an interesting turn because it didn't fit the aesthetic of the rest of the the characters that they were showing venom looks dope um it seems like they're going with like the newer uh versions of the um yeah. superheroes so like you know they had the female iron man and kept i think that was captain america um that that they showed um so it was all 
it, it all seemed pretty interesting, um, and and I'm here for it. I'll, I'll try it out when it comes out. And it's got yeah. my and it's got my boy uh, Onslaught in there too, so I'm down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was watching the trailer. Like, yeah, the art style looks very kind of like Telltale mm-hmm. and stuff with the cell shading and stuff, and it has my boy Doom in it. So I can't can't say no to that. No gods, only Doom. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Um, okay. Uh, I guess we should move on to a uh, little what we have been playing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, guys, I'm sorry. Uh, let me. <sighs> I had plans. <laughs> I had plans this weekend. I was. I, I, I downloaded. De- I, I got a couple hours into Dead Space over the week. The first one on 360. By the way, that game looks awesome on the Series X. Like, it looks really clean. Like, the. The series x magic they do on like 360 games now uh that thing runs smooth it runs rad uh cutting the limbs off necromorphs is still hella fun by the way and uh i think i'm probably gonna end up chipping away at that one over the course of the next week because i forgot i love dead space like goddamn, i love that game it's amazing um but then around thursday guys they released the latest update for power wash simulator <laughs> and I, Hey, Hey, easy back off. I know, I know, but before you, before you crucify me, there's, there's a big park fountain now like a, that goes up like 25 feet with gnomes all over it. Um, there's a mini golf course. That's like a whole, uh, uh, dragon castle scene. That's like rad as hell. There's a locomotive, like an old, like back to the future three style locomotive. That's, I don't know why that's the image I pulled, but still, you know, what you want, I'm talking about. And, uh, and it's just fun as hell. I love that game so much. It's just so relaxing. There's just something about cleaning it all. And, and they've done a bunch of fixes to where like getting the last spot of dirt isn't so ridiculously painful anymore. And which is nice. Uh, cause as anyone that has played the game will tell you, you hit some points where you hit 99% and you've gone over everything multiple times and you just, it's just not there. I don't know. Like, fuck, I can't do it. Uh, so they, I think they've fixed that and, uh, yeah, it's, oh, and they added a, uh, a, a, I forget what they're calling it. It's like aim, aim assist or something like that. But before, it was the standard, you move the mouse back and forth and it moves your gun back and, or your sprayer back and forth, right? Now you can hit the, the C key and it will lock your background, but you can still move the gun. So if you have issues with like motion sickness and stuff like that, it basically gets rid of that because now the background isn't moving constantly. It's just the gun that, or the, the sprayer that's moving. So that's pretty cool. And actually I found it useful, even though I'm not a person that gets motion sick, I found it useful in some scenarios to, for cleaning, because it allows you to move in areas and clean without having to crouch and jump and do all that type of stuff. So it's fun. It's cool. It rolls. I'm sorry. When that game goes 1.0 this year, might be on the game of the year list because now it's an official game. <laughs> just saying, just throwing it out there. <sighs> Mike, yeah. Mike Miller is screaming at us right now. I know. Now. Mike Miller hates me so much right now. <laughs> First the Raphael takes and now this. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's really all I've been playing is old games like Dead Space and Power Wash Simulator. So uh, why don't you guys tell tell me something you've been playing? 
Well, I'm going to tag up on your Power Wash Simulator. Uh, yeah, you I, are. I was playing that this week, too, because um, I I'm, you know, I had a hectic week, and I wanted mm-hmm. something that was going to calm my nerves a little bit. So uh, I jumped back into it. And um, so I don't know what happened uh, to my, my save uh, file, but uh, when I went to play the game again it had lot it basically pushed me back to um like four or five levels before where you know where i left off where i know i left off Mm -hmm. so i went back in i was like oh man this is a bummer but i guess i could do this because they're like kind of some of them were quick they were like cars or golf carts or whatever so yeah i went back in to do it and it was just like when i loaded up the game it was like cling done and i was like whoa Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so then I just, you know, started going through my menus, catching up, like going through all the ones I knew I did. So it would just give me the money, which is fine. But then I looked in my inventory. I didn't have any of the power washer upgrades that I had bought. I didn't have any oh, of the, yeah, the costumes that I had bought or anything like that. So I was kind of bummed about that. So um, I started picking up where I left off and I was doing the firehouse, the fire station, Um because I had started that one and I got maybe like the upper level of it done. And then I had to go do some stuff. So I quit the game left, um, came back the next day, um, loaded it back up again to play some more. And then when I went back into the fire station, it was like, bling done. And I was like, wait a minute. I didn't know. Like I, I still had so much of that place left to do I'm like what's going on. And then, so I, you know, I tried something else out. I went to like the next level, which I think was, um, what was it? Uh, it was a race car. I had to steam clean a race, uh, do a race car in the driveway. And then I quit the game and waited like five minutes and came back, loaded up, cling, done. So like every time I leave the game now, it like auto completes the, uh, the, the thing that I was cleaning, which is a bummer. Hmm. Um, I wonder if that's a thing where had you started these levels before, like the race car one, did you start prior? No. No, I had I know, never done that one. I know that was part of the last update was they were just going to like auto complete things for people because so many people got stuck on levels where they were at 99% mm. that they were just going to be like, you you did it. Great. You know, like move on. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if there was like a bug where it was just like it's auto completing everything up to like the most recent update. <laughs> so might, like might be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there might be. It's part of the uh, early access life, I guess, you know. Yeah. And so that that was kind of a bummer. But like, you know, it's I still basically just did the ones that I could do in like one sitting. Um, and let me tell you that 1930s bicycle sucked. Like, <laughs> like, like, I mean, like it was all rusted over. So you couldn't use anything but the red nozzle. So you had to like get in there and like get close enough, but not too close so that you could actually point your gun and spray. And then I could understand where that, um, locking function would work pretty well for that. Yeah. Cause that was annoying. Um, but other than that, I was having fun with it. Um, when I got through playing that, I decided, um, to kind of go through some other backlog games that I was playing on the PlayStation five. And I went through grid legends. Um, I, cause I had started playing that and I got maybe like, uh, five chapters into it. Well, there's like 34 chapters in that game. Oh, um, seems so, like a lot. well, yeah, it's like a full story. Um, and it's pretty cool. Like, I think they did a better job with this, um, with this narrative than I think uh, a need for speed property does with their failed, real-time actor <laughs> you know storyline stuff i just love like the first thing you first descriptor out of your mouth is failed yeah <laughs> yeah um 
so I like the story. Uh, it was pretty cool. Like it doesn't do anything out of the ordinary. You have like the hotshot, like top dog guy and his team. And you're the rookie trying to make a name for yourself on a team that's struggling and mm-hmm. is on their last legs before they get bought up by another corporate entity and like sold for parts. Um, so you're basically trying to keep them going and, you know, try to make them champions again. Um, the teammate that you ride with, she ends up getting into a, an accident and getting her leg amputated, but then coming back with like a prosthetic for, and you know, they change up her race car so she can drive with you. And it's pretty funny because before she gets into her accident, she's usually in the lower, like, you know, if there's 15 racers, she's probably seven to 15 somewhere in there, but she's always like saying I'm better than you. And then after she gets into her accident, she's like, okay, you're a pretty good driver. You kept the team going while I was in the hospital and I'm back now. And then she, after that, she's in like the top, like four or five, like pretty much every time she races. Um, but other than that, like, um, the, the cars are cool. The tracks are cool. The weather effects are cool. The screenshots are great. Like I got a couple and, uh, that I use on my wallpaper for my PlayStation now. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a good story. And when you finish the story, um, you're only 21% done with the game. Hmm. Um, so you basically can start up your own racing team at that point. Um, that's kind of how they leave it at the end of the the story. Like you basically, um, your team does so well that they divide into two teams. Um, and you get one of the racers from the, um, from that top premier team. Uh, she comes over to help you out and start, um, your own, your own conglomerate. So I think I might start doing that because the races are super short, like maybe like five to seven minutes tops. Um, so you can get through a lot of it pretty fast. Uh, there's a lot of races. It doesn't really um, overstay its welcome in a lot of the annoying ones, like the drifting courses and things like that, which can be kind of a bummer to get through. Um, you only have to do maybe like three or four of those. Um, but then, you know, they have electric car races, which are pretty dope. Um, and then they have like mixed car races where you start as like an 18 wheeler and you have to catch up to a bunch of minis. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of fun. Um, so yeah, I would recommend it if you're looking for a racing game, that's more of a arcadey type, like a procedural than like a Gran Turismo, like simulator. I'd go with that. It's a good I mean, game. you're playing this on, uh, on uh, PlayStation. Yeah. PlayStation five. Okay. So yeah, uh, if you can see, if you can get it on sale, like I'd get it, but I, I don't know if $60 is going to sit right with a lot of people, but there's a lot of game there. So I'm looking at it right now that apparently there's a time trial on it. If you have game pass ultimate, mm-hmm. so you could, people could try it there. Oh, nice. Or, yeah. I recommend it. I'd give it a try. Cause my first thought was like, Ooh, game pass EA. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like time trial. I'm like, ah, damn it. <laughs> EA's always got to get theirs. I know. Or but do yeah. they? Or do they? We'll find out. Um, I mean, yeah, other than that, I played Fortnite this week again. I know you guys like saying I'm on that tip now, but like, you know, honestly, I can put it down whenever I want. Uh-huh. Really? I can. Um, but yeah, not not much, not as much success this week. The weekend players are a little bit more uh, substantial. Um, I got like murked in the face pretty hard, like one match. It was pretty funny, like right off the boat, like down onto the ground maybe put my feet on the ground for like two seconds. And this dude was just waiting for me to land. I didn't even see him. Just so you get, you get that hot uh, RoboCop skin pack. I did not. Uh, you know, I'm not going to put any money into this game. I'm just going to see what I can get off of uh, V bucks. Um, so we'll J- Justin, Justin, can you mark the date and time? please? <laughs> uh, Shannon says he's not putting money. Five twenty two twenty two eight oh seven PM. 
Yeah, Please I know you guys couldn't see it, but I did finger quotes when Shannon said that <laughs> yes, because yes. I don't believe him. <laughs> Funny, Dude, okay. <laughs> you've known you've known Shannon about a ten percent as long as I have, and I don't believe him either. It's not like more <laughs> knowledge has made me think other things. I mean, it is like half the price of a Halo, uh, you know, battle pass. So, you know, maybe sure is, sure is Shannon. Uh, Justin, as 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 an older, wiser person, uh, what have you been playing this week? No, so I'm pretty excited. So this, uh, I played the demo for this one game. It's on Kickstarter right now. Ten out of ten, totally recommend it. It's called Anton Blast. Anton Blast. Uh, yes, and it is straight up Wario Land. Like oh, it is. Yeah. In your fucking face, Wario Land 4. Like, no apologies. That is what it is. Like, the animations of Anton, very similar to Wario. Oh, wait. Like, is this not, like, the drunk dude platforming game? Yeah, he's like a uh, yeah, he's like a Russian. That's the whole thing. You're trying to get to the bar. You're trying to get the happy hour <laughs> yeah. or whatever. But you have, like, a giant hand. That's what's so cool. And so his moveset, it's very similar to Wario Land and stuff. I played the demo. Except he has a giant hammer, and that's kind of his like gimmick thing. Is that's like you can you jump and then you can swing the hammer, and then when the hammer hits the ground, it also like bounces you up a little higher and stuff. So you can use that as like some speed tech. You need that to get like to some extra higher spots. You use the hammer to you can use it to smash certain things that you can't normally just like. I like, I, I'm watching the. Dash. I'm watching the demo right now. I like how it has the like two and a half D thing going into the background, coming out yes, to the foreground, yes. like all that. It, yeah. It was, if you get to the end of the so yes, the, uh, the Virtual Boy Wario Land game does that, and it's funny because at the end of that trailer, there's a section where he's at and he's using the hammer to hit stuff, and it looks like it's on Virtual Boy. Like oh yeah, I see that. Screen. I see that. Yeah. yeah. So you can tell that they they took heavy inspiration. They said the games that inspired them were Wario Land 4, um, Cuphead. There was like a couple others on that list, but you know, God knows Nintendo. Is Wait, it are give... you are you putting a class action lawsuit in? Because that the <laughs> Wario Land level, there's some very negative spacey elements there where he has to hit a panel to change the platform from jump through to solid. You know. <laughs> See, I considered it, but knowing my luck, this game's going to come out before they get to <laughs> And then they'll sue me. Right, right. Yeah, they're like, they're going to hand me, I'm going to say lawyer up, and they're going to hand me a reverse Uno card, and they're like, no, you. No, it's going to be great. Negative space hits, and people are going to be like, this Anton-like from uh, Justin. <laughs> Anton-like from this who dev over here. Yeah. Ripping off honest indies. But it look it looks really good. I'm super I'm super stoked for it. I, I immediately backed it on Kickstarter. So if you guys want to check it out, the demo is on itch.io. It's like the first like little section and stuff of the game. It's only like maybe ten minutes if that long and stuff to play through, but it was it was enough. It was all I needed to get on board. Mm-hmm. So I'm incredibly excited for it. I also checked out Little Witch in the Woods. Came out. Okay, so what is that game? I've downloaded it. I have not tried it. <laughs> so 
It's interesting because I've only played a little bit of it, but I'll be really honest. It's mm -hmm. actually, when I say complicated, I mean it's more complex than I actually thought it was going to be. Like, like as in systems or as in yeah, story? Yeah, or? like uh, in the systems. Like it has, okay. you do a lot more than I thought you were going to in the game. Like I pictured it as being more kind of like, you know, chill because it has like a very kind of, I don't know, like a, garden story or like stardew valley kind of vibe to it you know where it's kind of like oh all right you just kind of walk around and do but the whole premise is you're this little witch and you know you're in the woods no I'm just kidding. yeah right. <laughs> no. you're you start out on this train and you're going to you're like graduating from this magic school and once you graduate you have to uh, apprentice under like an actual witch and stuff for like a couple years or whatever before you can go kind of off on your own so mm -hmm. she's like on this train heading to this place to go apprentice under this witch and then the train uh breaks down and then so she kind of goes out into the woods and explores and comes across this tree and then there's like this abandoned witch house that's kind of like tucked out in the woods where there's no witch there and then you end up like cleaning up the little house and then of course you like fall asleep and then wake up and the train's now leaving and you're not on it. And so the train leaves without you. And then so now you kind of have to like figure out how to catch back up to the train and stuff to get where you're going. But now this little witch house is basically yours. And <laughs> almost a little uh, Miyazaki-ish. Yeah. And there's, like, this whole under, like, basement area where there's, like, a cauldron. And, like, you actually, like, uh, you craft spells. And so, like, different mechanics. So, yeah, you collect ingredients and stuff. And you can make spells. And you, like, have a little spell book. But that's, like, where I was saying how it's kind of more complex than I thought. is because, like, you can fuck these spells up. And it's, like, you have to put, like, the ingredients in, like, a very specific order into the cauldron in order to do the spell. And whatever. So it's complicated in that where it's not just like, oh, okay, you have it all. You just push a button and you're done. It's like, no, you actually have to like pay attention to what you're doing, like while you're doing it, or you're going to mess it up. And there's little creatures and stuff like out in the woods. And you have a little uh, like notebook and you can, uh, in order to like add them to like your bestiary or whatever, mm -hmm. you sketch them. So from afar and stuff, you have to sketch them and stuff. And then it, they kind of pop up in your book and it tells you kind of hints on how to catch like the different creatures and has a little sketch and like what they like and don't like and whatever. And there's like these cute little, uh, I forget what they're called. I want to call them like squishimals or something, but there's these little squishy things they bury in holes and you like run up to them, you collect their fur, but it's funny, the animation for when you do it, you pick them up and then it's like you pull <laughs> on their cheeks <laughs> like stretch them out and then you just kind of let them go and they're just kind of okay with it and then you have their fur uh, I, thought, I thought you were gonna go it's gonna it's like a full red dead animation you know like yeah. skinning mountain lions the hides. yeah uh, it's this cute little anime witch and all of a sudden she pulls out this butcher knife and it's like oh god but yeah so i haven't gotten super far i got to basically that point where now i'm heading to the village to but i had to brew a potion because the village is blocked by all these vines so i had to collect a bunch of ingredients of the woods to make this potion that i'm gonna have to throw onto the vines and stuff to like disintegrate it's like a weed killer mm. but uh it's really cute i really dig the art style and like the train section was pretty cute so your hat it does the minish cap thing where your hat talks to you 
So there's a lot of banter going back and forth between you and your hat, which is pretty funny. Okay. And the opening section with the train is pretty cute because you're just like bored. So you're walking around, you can talk to people on the train and there's a whole gimmick that they kind of go through where you heard this rumor or whatever that you have to like the town you're going to, you can't wear shoes. Like people who wear shoes are considered like outsiders at this like town and people make fun of them. So you're not supposed to wear shoes. So you kind of are going around on the train, like asking the bartender and stuff you're like, Hey, like, I noticed you're not wearing shoes. Like, is this like a normal thing or what? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're not supposed to wear shoes. Like, that's kind of the thing. Otherwise, you're going to seem like a total tool. And then you go and talk to like this other passenger person. Like, oh, yeah, you know about the shoe thing? Like, shoe thing. And like, that's not a thing. And then you realize that like the bartender was just gaslighting you. And it's like (laughs) a thing that they do to fuck with people. And then like, and when people show up without shoes, that's when everybody makes fun of them. <laughs> so it's like a whole running joke, like in the beginning on the train where you're asking people and they're like, a shoe thing. And some people are trying to like get you to believe it. And then other people are like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, no, that's not a thing. But it's super cute. It's on Game Pass. Uh, mm. So I would definitely check. I'm definitely going to play more of it. But uh, the other game I played this week, which Zach's the one that brought it to my attention. I'm so excited to hear about this. I'm yes. so excited to hear about was this. Was Pokemon Crystal League which it's on itch.io it's not an official it's like someone made it but it's basically pokemon meets inscription where it's a card deck building game but the art it kind of looks like the i would say like fire red leaf green kind of style of like sprite work and stuff and Mm -hmm. you're basically it's very similar to section one leshy's cabin and stuff where you get cards and you fight trainers and you're kind of working your way to the gym leader basically and you're building your deck and you earn money and then using the money uh usually like three different options will pop up and it's random sometimes you can uh buy a booster pack of cards and you'll get some new cards to add to your deck uh there's times where you'll get a free card uh, where you get to do the inscription thing where it'll give you three face down cards and you flip them all over and then you get to pick one of those three and then it gets added to your deck um instead of squirrels they use berries and so different pokemon you need certain berries to be able to cast them i think there's like maybe six different types of berries um from what i played i think i've only pokemon i've used i've only gotten like ones where there's like three different berries and then there i had one berry but i never had a pokemon that used it so i was like i don't know if that'll probably come along later or something, but I didn't get that far because I got through the first gym leader and I got to the second one and I got my fucking teeth kicked in. So <laughs> it's fine. So when you start out, it's pretty cool because you get a starter deck and you either get the grass starter deck, water starter deck, or fire starter deck, which okay. is pretty cute. And so you get one of those. I chose the fire starter deck. So I got Charmander and then, but that's the thing. So it's not all fire. It's like, that's like your start. So you get Charmander and then it's like an assortment of other cards. So I had like, I think a, a Sparrow, a Pidgey, Pikachu. I got a Mad, I don't remember if, I don't think Magnemite was in my starter. I think that might've been one I collected, but you get, I think like six, like your starter deck, I think has like six or seven Pokemon in it. And you level them up, and then you can eventually, like, you can evolve them, and everything costs money. And so, so you battle trainers, 
And it's very much like Inscription where you have a, a berry deck, which is like your squirrel deck, and then you have your deck of actual Pokemon cards. And of course, both will run out. Like your berry deck, you will eventually run out and stuff. So that's why you kind of need... I learned very early on that I'm like, oh shit, I need to, when that berry pack comes up that lets mm. you like get a pack of berry cards, I need that. Because... Otherwise, I could have all the Pokemon in the world, but if I don't have any berries, I can't cast them. And then I'm just sitting there doing nothing. And now, so... Now, do you find your your skills from Inscription, like, help you in this game? Yes. I feel like having an idea of... Because it plays very similar to Inscription, so I think you do have a bit of a benefit by knowing kind of how Inscription works. I will say it's, well, I guess it is kind of like Inscription. That's because it's weird. There's times where, so at the very beginning, like when I played up through the first like gym leader, I was like, oh dude, this is like incredibly, like way easier than I thought it was going to be. Like I like smoked all the trainers and stuff like no contest. And then after that, then I got to the second section of then trying to get to the second gym leader. And then all of a sudden you start getting the people who actually have like leveled up Pokemon and are actually using, like, strategies against you. Whereas the first round of people, they were just kind of throwing their shit wherever. It didn't matter. Because type difference makes a thing in here. So it's like you can, you have your five slots or whatever. And once you play a Pokemon down, there's no returning it. There's no way. It's in that spot until it dies. And which leads to certain strategy and stuff. Like, you don't want to just throw your best card down and then be like, okay, because then they could kill it. And then it's like, cool, you're never going to get it back. But... Uh, there's type difference where you'll get like damage and a half on things and all Pokemon have health and then they have attack and defense and their defense will eat up like some days most Pokemon have like one defense some have none so then it's like you can just straight that's how I like blew through the first section is I pretty much leveled my entire team up to level two and a lot of people were like oh I just have like their Pokemon had like zero defense and I'm like dude I just hit it once and it's dead (laughs) Like, no typing, no nothing, and they're just throwing it wherever. Where that strategy didn't work so hot in the second round when then people have, like, level three stuff. And I'm like, oh, this has, like, five, like, HP and, like, two defense. And so it's going to take me, like, three turns to chip away through this, but they're just going to body my Pokemon before it ever murders it. <laughs> hey, and- hey, hey, you know what? Well, while you were talking, I downloaded it because it's still up. <laughs> yes. I, re- I recommend people I, download this before Nintendo pulls it the hell down because yeah, that was going up there. Is I had this. I immediately when Zach brought it to my attention, I immediately grabbed it since Nintendo has a history of immediately cease and desisting fan games. So, but I definitely it is fun. I do want to play more of it because I did get kind of salty just because it's one of those <laughs> things where now that I've played it a little bit, I think my strategy behind it needs to be a little different. Like, I think I need to focus more. Instead of just leveling up everything, I think I should have evolved probably my Charmander or something. Because that's the thing, too, is I got to the trainer, and she had a lot of water Pokemon. And Mm -hmm. it's like, Charmander was one of my best. And, you know, he gets smoked by water. And then... Uh, like my Sparrow, my Pidgey, like I only had Pikachu and Magnemite were good against the water stuff. But then it's like, if they get killed, they were like my two best. And then it's like, I have nothing. And then it's just me getting bodied, (laughs) like with all these water Pokemon. And they're all like level two and level three against just my field of level twos. And it's like, well, 
But that's also where the strategy comes into play too. Um, unlike Inscription, like your deck in Inscription is always Squirrel. It's always Squirrel. That's all it is. It's just Squirrels. Your Berry deck though, um, it depends. Like certain Pokemon take like there's the blue like orange berry and like I'm just gonna say colors, but it's like blue and green and like mm. whatever. And you never know what you're gonna draw. So it's one of those things where I. Like, there's times where it's like, oh, dude, I drew... Because each turn, you have, like... At the beginning, you have five points. And to draw a Pokemon from your Pokemon deck costs two points. And then to draw a berry costs one point. And then after that first round, every round, you get two, two more points. And so my strategy was, at the beginning, was to draw two Pokemon cards and then a berry card. And then it's like, I can play turn one, a Pokemon, and then turn two, draw two berry cards. So then it's like, I have a bunch of berries. I have another Pokemon I can play. And then from then on, I can just start drawing Pokemon. And then if I need berries and just kind of keep swapping it. But there were times where my deck originally was all just used blueberries. So it's like full deck of blueberries. I can cast whatever I want. Not a problem. But then Mm -hmm. once you start mixing colors, it's like almost like magic. Like there's times where you're going to get like mana screwed because you don't have the lands you need. So it's like I had a handful of cards that needed blueberries and I had green berries in my hand. And it's like, well, I can't cast shit now. So they're <laughs> over here like playing Pokemon and doing whatever. And I'm sitting here with a handful of cards like a cuck and I can't do anything. <laughs> and I'm just praying that I draw a blueberry. And so it's just like, dude, so there's, uh, you know, a good amount of luck into it as well. Like, I feel like in that regard, it's a little more com- complicated in mm-hmm. deck building than inscription since there's more options and more things you need to go right for you but you can also just like inscription like there could be less you could have like amazing turn that you just you can't come back from and there's times where something like that will happen where you just know like someone plays like the level three whatever pokemon is just bodying your team and you're like yeah i don't know how to stop this and like they played a ghost type they played a haunter and it's like all my stuff that's normal, like does nothing against it. And it's like, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to stop this haunter because it's just going to keep attacking me and I'm just throwing bodies in front of it, but then it's just killing them. So then I'm not doing the damage isn't going through. So it's just like, well, I, I'm just biding my time. And it's like, there's nothing I'm going to draw that's going to win me the game at this point. So if you lose the match, do you, is it basically just you start over? Yeah, so if you lose, uh, so with the trainers and stuff, when you lose against a trainer, you still progress forward. Um, you just don't get the money from them. So then you're not really improving anything. Because then it's like, oh, okay, cool. Well, you can like buy this booster pack and do whatever. But if you don't have $200, you're not doing anything. So it's like, all right, well, I guess I'll just go to the next battle. But once you get to the gym leader, if you lose against the gym leader then it's like you go back to not the very beginning of the game, but the beginning of like that area or whatever to then refight all the trainers again. But do you, do you, do you start with everything that you've already, like yeah, everything's yeah, already leveled still, up? Yeah. You still have your same deck and everything up to that point and stuff. So you could keep losing, but then gradually keep getting a little bit more money and leveling up and like get a little bit better each, I guess each time, you know, as you're going through. Mm-hmm. So you do have that going for you where, yeah, like inscription and stuff, you know, it's like you, you start over at the very beginning, like with the basic 
bitch deck again and have yeah where you got like three squirrels <laughs> a wolf and the little ocelot thing well well okay i mean we could continue but we've talked about pokemon crystal league for like 20 minutes now yes so <laughs> we should we should probably move on uh and also it's because i, I think we're hearing the sirens oh we are oh the sirens there blaring it is, it is some, like, Silent Hill left air raid alarm going off over here. And uh, <laughs> let's talk. All right. I, 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 I have other things to talk about. <laughs> Justin, you need to talk to me about Morbius. Is it the summer of Morbius? Dude, I will tell you guys right now. It's Morbin time. Oh, it's Morbin time. Oh, it's I didn't even talk about the Red Power Ranger. Damn it. I wanted to bring that up this week. Well, now, bring it up well, now. Got arrested. Uh, so yeah, how how about are you regretting your tattoo choices, Justin? Let's start. No, <laughs> I don't regret it. I I'm not mad, just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it happens when you hit your 30s. That reaction. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. You can go look up why Red Power Ranger got arrested. It was some PPP loan shit, like nothing horrible. But yeah. Uh, anyway, Summer of Morbius. Continue, please. Sorry yes. for interrupting. So I. On my actual birthday, one of the things I wanted to do was, I, you bet your sweet bippins, I downloaded Morbius, and I was like... Korean uh, subtitles and all? No Korean subtitles, but I, I had to make sure that I did not want Sony to actually think that I was giving them money for it. I didn't want to encourage them, but <laughs> I, watched, I watched Morbius, and man, like, I, the one good thing I have to say about it is I think visually, like, it is a lot more appealing on the eyes, I feel, than the Venom movies. Like, I think, okay. especially okay. Venom 1, is, like, really hard, I feel like, to look at at times. Yeah, it's, it's not a beautiful movie. It, sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, like, when he's actually, like, Morbius, the, like, effect and stuff they use when he's, like, moving around, where he kind of has, like, the speed force, like, looking shit, mm-hmm. like, lines and stuff, like... I thought that looked pretty nice in comparison to what I'm used to from Sony's superhero movies. Okay. But beyond that, I'll tell you right now, my favorite part of the movie was before he was Morbius. I actually thought it was a pretty good movie when it was just Jared Leto being a doctor. I was like, this is a pretty good movie. And then he, and then he became Morbius and that's when everything started to go downhill. So full full spoiler warning for Morbius. Are you guys fine? Are you planning on seeing? Do you care if I ruin the if, entire? Even if I do see it, I do not care. Like <laughs> so bring, bring it up. general plot of Morbius is Jared Leto. He he's you know hunky doctor dude. Uh, invented fake blood. That's his like main thing. He and this he grew up at this like orphanage thing, and he has this disease where. I, I don't remember what his disease actually is, but some other kid at the orphanage also has it and they're both, you know, going to die very young or mm-hmm. whatever because of this disease and there's no cure. So he like vows that he's going to find a cure for them. So he becomes a doctor, invents this fake blood and stuff, and he's been trying to find a cure. And the way he found to potentially cure them is by splicing bat DNA with human DNA as and, one does, sure, yeah. Yes, and it has some sort of, like, regenerative 
property, whatever, that it, like, will cure their disease. So he gets all these bats, splices it, tests it on a rat, and it works, and then gives it to himself, and then he becomes Morbius and ends up murdering, like, a bunch of mercenary people that were, like, on this... He was on a boat when he did it. Him and his, like, scientist <laughs> girlfriend chick were, like, on this boat. Okay. And so he, he murdered all these, like, uh, mercenaries, but didn't, like, remember doing it. But the whole reason he did it, too, was because one of the mercenary people, like, pushed the girl and she fell and hit her head. And so he saw her on the ground and he's, like, Morbius mad and then, like, murdered everybody. <laughs> Morbius <laughs> mad. Yeah. And so then these uh, police officers are, like, end up coming on the boat trying to figure out what the fuck's going on and he like deleted the footage and stuff so they didn't really know he was there and the friend finds out that you know he's got a cure and he's like oh cure me and he's like yeah i can't do that this is a curse and he's like bro like i'm in this like crippled ass body and i'm gonna die soon like i'm willing to take the risks and he's like yeah i can't let you do that so crippled friend ends up taking the serum thing anyway. So then he becomes bad Morbius, <laughs> just like every fucking superhero movie. Like that's that's the uh, the villain is always the same version as the hero, just the bad version. So he becomes bad Morbius, and then it's just running around like Morbius. Like oh my god, like I can walk without crutches, and I can like I'm super strong, mm-hmm. and he just starts sucking blood out of people. Uh, whereas Jared Leto refuses to drink human blood. He's been drinking the fake blood, which works, but the effects of it last a little shorter each time. Uh, so he's becoming more and more, he's like, it's getting to the point where he's like, I'm going to need human blood at some point. This fake blood isn't lasting forever. And then when I get hungry, he becomes more like actual Morbius. He goes all vampire. Otherwise he looks just like Jared Leto. He looks like Jared Leto for the majority of the movie and only really becomes Morbius like fully for probably like the last like 15 minutes of the movie. Now, was that because of a limited effects budget or? <laughs> I mean, probably. I mean, it's like one of those things. It's like the same reason why, you know, in the comics, like Iron Man, like never really takes his like helmet off, but Robert Downey, you're paying for Robert Downey Jr. You're going to see his face. Yeah. So it's like, they're like, well, we're paying for Jared Leto and yeah, we don't want weird little bat snout on Jared Leto's face <laughs> the entire movie. But yeah, but that's what happens. So then you know he ends up having the big fight with his with Bad Morbius and ends up killing him. He does at some point like a Bat Kamehameha wave, where he does like he does like this with his hands and then like pushes his hand out and there's like wave of bats just like pelts Bad Morbius to like the ground. (laughs) Just the force of the amount of bats and it's funny because it's like. Bad Morbius should have all the same powers as good Morbius, but good Morbius like has the bat thing, which bad Morbius never does. And then good Morbius also flies, which bad Morbius never does. And it's like, man, I was like, they got their powers at like just about the same time. So it's like, I don't know why he's like so much more OP than bad Morbius, but, and then also you you didn't mention the hilarious uh, bad Morbius do doctor gets dressed scene. Yes, he does do it. Does a they do like a straight up throwback to basically Spider Man three where when he's getting dressed he's like doing the ooh like he's like I'm so bad and like gets the little suit and stuff and he's spinning around randomly turning into a vampire off and on yeah yeah, yeah pretty much 
So he does that, and then girlfriend ends up dying, dying because you know as she's dying, she bites Morbius's lip, and like his blood falls into her mouth, and then he's just like, "Well, she's dead," and then he bites her, <laughs> drinks her blood, and like screams into the sky. And I'm like, dude, she took your blood. Like, isn't she going to turn into a... And it's just like, whatever. And it never happens until, like, the very end of the movie. She, like... He just left her dead on the building. And it shows her eyes, like, wake up. And I'm like, so is she, like, a bad guy now? Or a good guy? Like, they don't really explain that. And they never really address it. And the 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 best part of the movie is there's two mid credit scenes... <laughs> and I have no fucking idea why they chose to do this for the mid credit scenes or like how it even works really, to be honest, because so the first mid credit scene is a Dr. Strange purple fucking portal opens up and Vulture from the first Spider-Man movie mm-hmm. appears in a jail cell. And he's like sitting there and he's like, huh, he's like, let's have some fun in this universe or whatever. And then it does like a whole like new segment thing about how he just randomly appeared in jail and they had to let him go because he didn't belong there and they don't know how he got in there. So then he's like free. And that's just like, that's that scene. And then it just kind of ends. It's like, okay, well now he's in this universe, which a Doctor Strange's spell brought people from other universes into the Peter Parker. It's people who knew Peter Parker into their universe. This dude knows Peter Parker, and he's already in their universe, so then why the fuck would it send him to another universe? (laughs) Logistically, that doesn't make sense. And so it's just like, all right, I'm like, whatever, we'll just let that happen. Sure. Second mid credit scene. Jared Leto in like a fucking bitchin' Camaro driving through the desert. He's all like da-da-da-da-da. Fucking parks in the middle of nowhere, gets out, is like standing there next to the car, and then here's like a sound, and then here comes Vulture Dude, now in the full suit, which again, I don't even know how the fuck he got a suit, because the way he built his suit in the first movie was by using the remnants of the alien monsters from the first Avengers movie. And whatever, so I'm like, okay, now all of a sudden he has his exact suit from Spider-Man, but I'm just like, all right, we'll just let that go. I guess he rebuilt it somehow. And so he shows up, and he's like, hey, hey, Morbius, I read about you, and I was hoping that, like, you, me, and a couple other guys could team up, because I got I got uh, some something with Spider-Man. And then Morbius is like, yeah, sounds cool. And then it ends. And I'm like, okay, well, one, one how, he doesn't even know who the fuck Spider-Man is. So it's like, I don't even know why. <laughs> Two, Vulture never had beef with spider By the end of the first Spider-Man movie, he didn't have a grudge against Peter anymore. So I'm like, why does he have a grudge? Like, they are forcing a... They, Sony wants a Sinister Six movie so bad, and they keep forcing it. And it's just like... what? And two, it's like, what... Who is Morbius? Like, nobody should even really know who Morbius is. I don't even know why he would want his help or why Morbius, like, yeah, let's go beat up some teenage kid. Like, you have, what's his motivation behind? Well, more, more to the point, how does he know who Morbius is? Exactly. Like, like yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like, only they Forget just how does Morbius like, know who Spider-Man is? Like, how the hell like, do you even know who Morbius yeah, how is? How does Morbius know who Spider-Man is? The Spider-Man yeah. that's in this universe isn't Tom Holland. It, it would be either fucking Andrew Garfield or Toby. So it's like, it's not even the same Spider-Man. And it's like, I don't, 
I don't understand. So it's uh, just they just kind of threw it together, and it's like I was just so confused as to why they just are seemingly trying to rush into a Sinister Six movie. But also, you have a character who you just watched for like the last I don't know hour and or two hours, I guess I don't know, who was the good guy in all of the movie, and now yeah. he's teaming up with a bad guy to do some bad guy shit. Like yeah. it just it doesn't and- make any sense. <laughs> And that was, like, one of the other things, too, is, like, during the fight with bad Morbius, good Morbius, like, falls, like, like, thousands of feet out of the air and, like, hits a bunch of steel beams and, like, whatever. And he's, like, perfectly fine. And I'm like, dude, he's probably the most OP person in the MCU. Like, probably stronger than Miss Marvel at this point. Because, like, Wanda would crumple to her knees in fear of Morbin time because... (laughs) <laughs> this dude, this dude took a wall up and then just got up like nothing happened, and then back Kamehameha waved somebody. <laughs> so, so overall, I recommend watching it once, just for the, the laughs and the Morbin memes, and then never again. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so Shannon and I saw a little movie <laughs> called Chippendales Rescue Rangers that's new to Disney Plus. Uh, came out on Friday, and that movie is nuts. Like (laughs) it is nuts. So I'll start by saying, I don't think it's that great of a movie. Like the plot is pretty much Chippendale. You get to see them as kids coming together. They, they make it, they get their own show. The rescue Rangers, Dale gets jealous of chip telling him what to do all the time and goes and strikes out on his own to get his own show. It bombs. Rescue Rangers gets canceled. Fast forward 20 years, Chip is an insurance salesman. Dale is still trying to make it as an actor, but has gotten surgery. So now he's a 3D animated character. By the way, this all takes place in the real world. Uh, very much Roger Rabbit style. Roger Rabbit is actually in this movie for a hot second. And um, they get a call, distressing call from Monterey Jack, their old <laughs> co-star, who's developed a crippling heroin-esque <laughs> cheese addiction. In, in the years, and he owes shady people a lot of money for his crippling cheese addiction, and uh, he disappears, and they try to find him. That's the plot, right? Um, you're not watching this movie for the plot. You're watching <laughs> it for all of the references. Every single scene in this movie is, there's so much, like, me and my wife both said, I'm going to have to watch it again, because I know I didn't catch, like, half of it. You know, like every scene has characters, not just Disney characters like He-Man and Skeletor are in this movie. Uh, Ugly Sonic is in this movie. Um, Looney Tunes characters are in this movie. Like it's it's every, everything you can think of that if you were a kid that used to watch the uh, Disney afternoon lineup, it's all the stuff from that. It's all the stuff from that era. And it's it's amazing. Shannon, do you agree with me? Yeah, dude, it's ridiculous how many... I mean, the reason why this movie is so popular is because of all the nostalgia. Like, I mean, the the scene when they're at the Comic Con and there there's like she what was it a the 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 Thundercat that was there. Um, Tigra, yeah, yeah, Tigra was there. Um, You know, Ugly Sonic. I mean, they they showed that like on the trailer, and that was probably like one of the funniest parts of that that. Uh, movie and mm. he makes like two or three appearances in the in the movie. Like it's they. Yeah, I mean, Ugly Sonic is actually very pivotal to the plot 
of yes. the movie, which yeah. is hilarious. By the but, way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, every Disney property that you can think of that was in that same time frame, all the way up to current, like you, somebody makes a a a um, a cameo in there. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's funny, you know, they go, they're going to go to some place. Uh, they go to like this hot tub, like hot spring place to like try to get some information. And like, uh, was it Scrooge McDuck is in the back, like just swimming in a hot tub full of like coins. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's, uh, Stan, Stan Marsh is in the steam room in the towel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like there's just, there's, there's just cameos everywhere. Like every, every scene where there's cartoons, you're, you're just trying to pick out, where those where where everything is from the, the uh, worst wrapping chipmunks i've ever seen oh yeah in the bathhouse <laughs> it's kind of amazing uh yeah i mean there's there's a lot there I, i'm pretty sure the polar bear that's the muscle for the bat for for peter pan mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure he was the coca-cola bear yeah so the red sweater totally yeah. yeah so i'm pretty sure that you know there's there's a lot to unpack there and I, that's where i spent most of the time like before i knew it like the movie was over uh, and I still hadn't really seen everybody that was in that uh, was on that movie. Uh, the uh, you know it was a little jarring because Peter Pan is the big bad in the movie, which I thought was hilarious because um, I just finished reading my son <clears throat> the Peter Pan story. Um, so he was just like, "Wait a minute, Peter Pan is bad? Like Peter Pan's a Peter Pan's a bad." the bad guy in this movie i was like yeah like they're taking some creative liberties with their own properties here and you just gotta kind of run you know just go with it here it's 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 he's really a good guy it's just an adaptation (laughs) you know um but yeah the the movie itself is is typical rescue rangers type like show except it's a little longer the voice acting is great um i think you know andy samberg uh does a pretty good job as dale and uh mm-hmm. what was it who's the um who's chip uh what's his oh, name God, i don't remember fuck i looked it up but uh, he's a comedian um uh, but he's pretty good too um they do bring uh, back john, john mulaney john yeah john mulaney, mulaney yeah. yeah um but they do bring back all the original voices for uh for gidget and uh monterey jack um and uh it was pretty funny to hear zipper with his uh with his with his voice <laughs> with his deep baritone voice yeah. yes uh but um but yeah i i think uh the movie was all right i i think they mm-hmm. did the, the the right thing by putting it on disney plus instead of releasing this thing in theaters um but yeah it's worth a watch uh for anybody who's our age like it's definitely you're definitely going to see a lot of cameos from your childhood in there it's 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 de- well worth the time You'll, yeah. you'll like it, Justin. It's well worth your time. Yeah, no, I definitely went to, like, as soon as it came out, Twitter became flooded with <laughs> ugly Sonic pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that made me instantly want to watch. And the fact that it's not, that that's genuinely his name in the movie. Yeah. Like, it is Comic-Con booth that says ugly Sonic yeah. in blue fuzzy letters, like, over his booth. <laughs> They're and, like, oh, you want me to run fast? No, that's not my job. I'm ugly, Sonic. I'm the slow one. <laughs> yeah, I saw the because I saw the someone post on YouTube with the clip of it where yeah, he's talking to him, and then like Dale Rose like staring at his human teeth, and it's like zooming in, and, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, roar, roar, and he's like mortified. And someone posted, they're like, dude, they're like, I want a like like uh into the Spider-Verse movie, but with all of these Sonics, and then it was Sonic from like Wreck It Ralph, and then <laughs> good Sonic from the Sonic movies and then ugly Sonic. <laughs> I'd be down. I'd watch it. 
Yeah, and that was the other thing too. I think because basically what happens is um, the Peter Pan is running a black market ring where like he can basically get you anything that you want. Um, and what happens is if you can't pay your debts back, he basically kidnaps you, and then he has this chamber where it basically the they strap you in this machine, and then they cut off pieces of you and reattach different pieces, and then they basically make bootleg movies of the Disney properties in other countries to make money so that you pay off your debt. Yeah, um, ja- uh, Monterey Jack becomes a uh, uh, Dumbo. <laughs> Dumb- yeah, yeah, Dumbo-esque like, character. Um, but the, uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, Flounder, man. He falls on some hard times. <laughs> yeah, Flounder, Flounder got it rough. Flounder got it rough. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's surprisingly, the the concepts for a child movie are pretty dark. Like, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, there's going to be a lot of questions asked uh, as to why people are doing some things that they're doing. Um, oh, yeah. I got the why does Monterey Jack like cheese so much? And I'm like, well, mm, <laughs> you know, he just really loves cheese. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it's um, yeah. It, like, don't. Yeah. Don't do a deep dive into all the, the, the underlying uh, uh, addictions and uh, gambling problems that people have in this. But. If you keep it topical, it's a good child's movie. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, it did make my son want to watch the original Rescue Rangers cartoon, which is what I'm assuming they're banking on. But um, what I noticed is on the kids, uh, if you if you set, if you go into like the kids profile section, uh, Chippendale is not there because the cartoon is old and there are some uh, like names and some certain uh images that they have in the cartoon that are not like pc by today's standards so you have to go into like the parental like you have to go into like your account if the if your kids want to watch it like the adult account so that's the only thing i'll say um we have lost city on here also but let's let's table that for next week because it's late and i kind of want to wrap if we're (laughs) yes Um, that is fine and uh, with that, so with that glorious ending, Justin, why don't you take us in for a landing? You know what, guys? <laughs> subtle. Thank subtle. you, guys, like for listening to another episode of the That Pixel Life podcast. We've been getting more people in the Discord. It's exciting seeing some new faces. You know, I always, always love having a new shoulder to lean on to tell that Raphael is indeed the best Ninja Turtle. <laughs> <sighs> And yeah, sigh all you want, sigh all you want, Shannon. You know, just because no one's twisting anyone's arm to say it, but everybody, everybody knows. Subliminal messaging, dude. Like you know, Raphael is the answer. Is not is not is not a good you know hashtag to be thrown into war. I mean, but you know what? <laughs> you know what isn't subliminal? Going over to Spotify, giving us a review. Let us know. Let us know what you think. You know. Mm-hmm. And Zach, if Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, "Hey guys, go be great." And how does Gidget and Zipper getting it on work? I you don't know, don't know. <laughs> but I mean, some of those uh, some of those spawn were definitely the seeds <laughs> of Satan. So.